In today's episode, we're speaking to Sadhana Sabarwal again, and this time Sadhana is going to share with us how you and I can buy properties too with zero money down. That's how she did it, and that's how she at one point was owning 80 homes and how she's bought and sold 37 homes over the last 12 years. Let's speak to her and find out how you and I can too buy properties with zero money down. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And I'm super excited. We've got Sadhana Sabarwal again, this time with our money talking segment. Welcome, Sadhana. Thank you, Gul. Thank you. I'm so excited. So today's topic is how to buy property with no money down. And Sadhana, as you know, is an expert in this. She's been doing this for the past 12 years. She's used this strategy to help propel herself and move forward. Um, as you know from the intro that she's worked as a law clerk simultaneously, which doesn't have much of an income, but she's managed to become a, a property millionaire and has used this very strategy that she's going to teach us today in her own life. And now she's teaching this to her students as well. So welcome, Sadhana. And so um, start off by telling us, and just give us a bit of background about you. I know we had a long intro about your life journey and the Friday feature, but just a quick intro to who you are and what do you do? Well, my name is Sadhana Sabarwal. I'm a full-time law clerk. I'm a single mom of three boys who have graduated to become two of them are doctors. One's done his MBA. And um, I still work full time. I do my real estate investing part time. And I have to say real estate investing has made me more money. Or I like to say it, my part time job has made me more money than my full time job. And awesome. I continue to do that. I, and I now I'm just enjoying it. Wonderful. And now you've actually moved into a new realm where you're teaching other people how to do what you've done yourself, which is awesome, which is a coaching industry, which is a huge industry in itself. Okay, so start off by giving us a few steps. So what, how do we go about, um, you know, going through this process? Take us through all the different steps. Okay, so when I started my journey, and for the people, let's say, who haven't listened to the Friday talkies, we'll just go into a little bit. So what happened was uh, when my ex-husband left me, I was left with one income and no other financial support from mm -hmm. him. So I had to figure out different ways to bring more money into my house because, I mean, the kids are expensive, as you also know. Everybody <laughs> out there knows kids are expensive. Yes. And uh, so I just happened to come across real estate through a client of mine who came into the office and she opened my eyes to real estate investing for positive cash flow. Mm -hmm. Now what positive cash flow means is that your rent for the property is more than the expenses for your property. Mm -hmm. So in other words, every month you're going to get income coming from that property into your household. And that was my whole goal. Um, because like I said, I was looking for ways to supplement my income. Mm -hmm. And so then when I started learning about real estate, it just like once you do one thing, then it just becomes like, yeah. let's keep on Your going. First keep deal. On so going. once you go through the deal once and you can see how to do it, then you just get the love for it and you carry on and on. I, I see that. So, so, okay. So what happened next? 
So I started learning for about two years. I didn't buy anything because I honestly was like a sponge. Even though I work at a law office, you know, you you push the paper, but it's really, you're never really thinking, oh, how is something else possible? And mm-hmm. I always feel like once you get exposed to something, your mind stretches and it's very hard to bring it back. Exactly. Yes. Right. So for me, it was about, okay, okay, this is possible. Oh, shish. Now let me think how I can do it. And then I did my first deal and then my second deal. And it went on to, I think I got to the highest number that I had was 18 properties, which was 46 tenants at the time. And then obviously along the way, I have sold some now to put my kids pay for their tuition and stuff. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, it has been a journey, which I am so I almost want to say I want to, I'm proud of myself mm-hmm. because I've been able to do something, I've been able to make something out of nothing. Mm. And when I say that, I mean, and this is what I teach with my no money down investing, is that you don't need to have money. If your credit is bad, you can still invest. If you don't have a whole lot of savings, you can still do it. If you have skills, great. If you don't have skills, you can borrow other people's skills. So Anything and everything is possible. I know there is a traditional way of buying real estate, and that is in Canada, for instance. It's like, you know, you're buying a property, let's say for $100. You pay $20 as the down payment. You go to the bank, you get $80, and Mm -hmm. there's your house, right? That's your most traditional way. But I knew if I followed that, I wouldn't be able to buy even one property. Yeah, not going to happen. So I started thinking, how do I do it differently? So then I figured, let me put my focus on finding these deals. And then I find people who can help in or come in with that. And then we joint venture and Mm -hmm. joint venture just means two people, three people coming together to put the deal together. And as long as everyone's happy, there is no reason you need to go to the bank. There is no reason for you to say, oh, we have to put 20% down. I've done deals where I've put nothing down. I've done deals where I put 10% down or 5% down, or I've only paid for closing costs. So anything is possible as long as we can work and think creatively. Okay. So, so how do we go about finding these no money but down deals and how do you find them? Okay. So you don't find no money down deals. You find deals and then you make them no money down. Oh, isn't that an interesting concept? <laughs> so you find deals and then you make them no money down. So how do we go about doing that, Sadhana? Okay, so let me give you an example. So I bought a duplex, let's say. I'm going to go back to the early ages when I started, right? I found a duplex. The property was renting for about $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. And um, so I found a lady. It was a great deal because you don't find duplexes in that price range that will cash flow about three, four hundred dollars a month. So at one of my meeting groups that I used to go to the real estate meetup clubs, I found a lady who was there and I said hey I found this deal would you like to partner up with me and she goes yeah whoa great okay so we went through the numbers we went through how much down payment she would need and she goes oh I can qualify for the mortgage I didn't even ask at that time it was just like I think everybody that I was in that meetup group was everyone was hungry like we all wanted to move ahead right in this scenario she brought the down payment and she qualified for the mortgage and we've owned that property for over 10 years now And we still have it. The mortgage has been paid off. It has paid for our vacations and dinners and cruise and stuff because we don't take money out. We just say, okay, let's just leave it in and let's enjoy that money. Mm. Right. And I mean that. So was it a no money down deal that I found? No, 
I found a deal and I made it a no money down. Does that make sense? It does. It does completely make sense. Okay. Basically, right. you, you find deals. You don't have to be no money down. It just means that the money required, you get a JV partner for, a joint venture partner for, and get them to do pay the, the finance part. And therefore, you're putting the deal together and you both profit 50-50. Was that 50-50 between you two? Yes. It was. It was 50-50. So when you say you've enjoyed holidays and cruises from the, how does that, what do you mean by this? So you've never, you don't take the, 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 the profit, so the, you don't take out, you just leave it. Right, right. We had a joint account that was just sitting there. So anytime the property needed work, we'd take the money out of there. Every time we had like say $5,000 or 10, whatever the number was, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to go see that show. Let's let, let's let the Queen Street property pay for it. Or, you know, just stuff like that. So that's what I mean by that. And how does taxes work? for that then how would you work out with taxes you just declare it on your income i mean on your income tax return you do your what's called a statement of real estate rentals Mm -hmm. and then you just split the profits 50 50 you just say i'm 50 percent owner and you're 50 percent owner okay okay so that's that's how that would work okay um no i'm just wondering if you're taking the money randomly not here and there then how you know that's you know try and keep track of that (laughs) that would be a bit tricky it's just one account for one property so then it's really no big deal. At the end of the year, what I do is I just print out the whole um, bank statement and you just say expenses um, for the property and all that stuff. It's no big deal. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, so how does someone go about looking for these deals anyway? I mean, you know, even these, like I said, you found this duplex, which was renting for $1,500. But how much was it Was it, was on the on the property for? On the market? Well, again, this was 10 years ago. It was $55,000. But wow. Was, but then that's like, how do you find something like that? That's for 55 and it's renting for 1500. That's crazy, right? That is the crazy part. That's why I'm saying to you, when I learned how to invest for positive cash flow, I'm telling you, my mind was just blown away. Hmm. And then you just, when you focus on something, you're going to find it. Hmm. That's it. And I also... One thing I'm going to say is, I mean, we're not talking about properties in major cities. We're talking about properties in smaller cities. Hmm. Okay, so tell us through a strategy that, you know, how do we find a deal? Talk us through that. How do you go and um, look at the numbers? What do you do? Okay, so I have what I call a property analyzer. Mm-hmm. So what you do in there is um, you say, this is the rent. This is what the down payment is. This is what our mortgage will be. This is what the expenses for the property are. Mm. And then you figure out, is it going to cash flow? So main thing is, if the property is going to cash flow, then everything else is more or less done. Does that make sense or no? It it does. It does. But... How do we work that out? That's my question. You know, I mean, for me, maths is easy. So for me to do this is very easy. But maths doesn't come naturally to, I think, like to a lot of people. I think being, being Asian, I think just, that's the Indian in us. Yeah, that's the Indian side. Every, everyone I know who's Asian who is very good at maths. Everybody, my whole it's entire, true. my whole entire family. I mean, not my cousins, everyone in my family is brilliant at maths. I don't know where we get it from. My kids too. So it's so funny. They might, both my kids are really good at maths. It's just, it's, you know, it's a natural ability. <laughs> but for people, for people who don't understand, how do we, you know, what, you know, how do they work that out? So, you know, what, what, what kind of income should they have in terms of cash flow? So when you say cash flow, so it, that would be the rental deducting the mortgage, the expenses and everything else. And that's a monthly basis. So what kind of monthly uh, amount should they have to see this is a good cash flow? A couple of hundred dollars? Okay. Or co- 
I was going to say at least $200 per door. Hmm. So okay. let's say if you're buying a six unit building, I would say at least if it's a multi-unit, you can even work with, let's say, $100 to $150 because the whole property is going to give you extra money. Right. Right. Okay. If you're buying a single family home, two, three hundred dollars a month is good. OK. OK. So that that works. OK. And now, how do we go about looking for where would we go? So uh, we had some here, a guest here previously who suggested, you know, who, uh, he was talking about looking at, I think, repossessed homes and stuff like that. But what's your strategy to find these deals? Where do you go and where do you search? I've done MLS. I get a lot of my deals. What was MLS? Oh, it's multiple listing service, realtor.ca. I don't know. How do you have that in uh, UK? Oh, so we've got right. They list the properties with the realtors. Okay. So right. We've got right move. We've got, um, we've got um, Zoopla. We've got things like that. So we have here called realtor.ca. So you go on there and you look for the um, city, let's say you're looking in, Mm. right? You can also put in uh, the amount of money you want to spend then you can also put in like you're looking for a fixer upper then you can look for um, a duplex like you know the type of property you want all of those things are what do I want to say like fill in the blanks and then it will pop up what Mm. comes in the criteria you put in and Mm. then you go from there and then you analyze the property and again, by analyze, what I mean by that is income, less expenses. Does it give me anything? If yes, great. If not, move on to the next one. Hmm. It's a very quick process. You're not, there's no emotions attached to any given property. You're not marrying the property. It's a, it, uh, the numbers are the word, totally. but it don't work. Yeah. Exactly. And that's one of the things I teach in my course as well. You're not buying the property because it's the prettiest house on the block. You don't hmm. care. Hmm. You probably want to buy the ugliest house on the block Mm. because it's going to give you similar cash flow as the high property because they're going to range about the same thing, right? Mm. Uh, So the (coughs) question then is, you know, how, um, you know, so how how does one go about, um, you know, once they found the property, what's the process then? So once, say, for example, you look through either like in the UK, we've got right move, we've come across like four or five properties which are optional. Um, say, for example, I'm going to use the example Manchester because my family's from Manchester. I'm in London, but London, you, there's no way you're going to find property. <laughs> well, you, no. actually, that's wrong saying. You, you can find deals everywhere, but I'm not familiar with that. It's easier, I find, to, you know, on, on a, in, in other cities. So using Manchester as an example, so you say you find four or five deals in Salford, Manchester. Then what, what's next? Okay, so what you could do is now remember you're networking throughout this time. You're not doing like, okay, well, I found a property now. Let me go and network. No, you're doing networking all the time. Hmm. So if I find a property, I should be able to be able to go to somebody and say, oh, I have this deal coming up. Are you interested? Yes, no. Oh, I have this deal coming up. Yes, no. Go on and go on and go on down your list. Mm. Ah, so this is so important. Okay, so this is another key. If you are somebody who does not have um, good credit, which could be a lot of people, I myself um, went through divorce um, in 2016, 2017, and I have a CCJ from there. So, um, so that will go off my file. Uh, I think in another three, two, three years. So I, even though I make a lot of money, I have bad credit because of that CCJ from all those years ago, even though it's been paid, everything's clear and everything else, but it stays on my file. So I still have bad credit. 
So even so, regardless of the situation, so you can have bad credit or you may not have the income. So you may need to find a joint, uh, a JV partner. So rather than actually finding the deal and then going searching for a JV partners, it's better to network first and to exactly. go and meet people and see who's interested, who would be interested in buying. And then, uh, and then I, you I, I, make your deal from there, see? Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways. It's not just one. You can also have seller financing. I've had people where the seller has financed my down payment and my um, closing costs because they just wanted to sell. I bought a 10 plex, which was an eight unit building plus a two plex together. And the seller gave me money for the down payment requirement plus the closing costs. And then I just went to the regular bank to get my 85% loan. So all I'm saying is, Think outside the box. So it's like you said, you have money, but maybe you don't have the credit. So you could bring in the down payment, but you could find a person who can get a mortgage from the bank Mm. and you guys can do JV the property. Yeah. A lot of questions will come up for people like, you know, youngsters and, um, uh, you know, people are like, oh, you know, is this really, is this property work really for me? Is it a lot of headache? Is it a lot of work? What would you say to things like this, that it's property management is a lot of work? And I'm saying this because I find property headache from all my businesses and I have trading and I have crypto and I have property and I have coaching. Coaching is the one who is least profitable and the one I love the most. So hence I spend most of my time on it. And property is the one which gives me the most headache, I have to say. Uh, so what would you say to that? How do you deal with the property management and dealing with tenants and all of that? So for me, the property that is close by, I manage it myself. And then in that scenario, I've, uh, I have a fiveplex, which is about 20 minutes from my house. Four of the tenants are on, um, again, I don't know what it's called in UK. It's called social housing, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you get basically 80 to 90% of your rent from the bank. Um, sorry, the government. Yeah. And then the rest comes from wherever, the tenant, right? So in my case, on the first day of the month, I've got most of my rent. So Mm -hmm. even if the tenant is late with $100, I'm not usually concerned. And if I need to get something done, it's close enough, I could send somebody to go take a look at it. I have a person who does the lawn maintenance. I have a person who does the snow removal. Those are your major things. Everything else, it's not in dire, like, you know, it's not something I need to address right away. And then I just look after those things. But for the property that's far away, I have a property management company and they look after it. Mm. I don't need to know. At the end of the month, I get statement. This is what happened. Da da da. If an expense, I've told them if it's anything like more than $300, I want to know in advance. Mm. And that's it. Other than that, it works great. Like right now I have uh, 10, about 11 units or 11 doors in one of the cities, which is the smaller city. That's where I started. It's up in Northern Ontario. Um, I'm thinking about just selling the whole portfolio, but now this is 10, 12 years later and just get into better properties. At the time when I did it, yes, it was headaches. Yes, there was sometimes there was challenges. I actually remember one of the properties that one of the boyfriends came back and lit the mattress on fire. The whole main floor burnt down. Lucky there was nothing like, you know, nobody home in that sense. But again, I can look at it as like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? No, 
But at the end of the day, when you look at the positives, okay, that property from the insurance, we got a bigger claim than the property was worth. Hmm. Right? So it's just how I look at it. How do I choose to look at it? If something is giving me financial freedom, and I know it's going to give me financial freedom, be it six years, 10 years down the road, why can't I put up I mean, why can't I put up with a little bit of inconvenience? We go to work every single day. We work for 40 hours a week for that little paycheck. Mm. Does it give us financial freedom? It does not. Agree. And I am here to tell you, my five to nine makes me more money than my nine to five. Hmm. And that's that. That is the best way to to live. Um. Quick question, Azamana. Why do you continue to work as a law clerk? I love my job. It's also in real estate. And this is, I mean, you know, I get that question asked so many times and I always think about it afterwards as well. It's like people quit their jobs to go do find something that they love. Mm -hmm. I already love my job and I already love my part-time job. It's just a matter of balancing. Like, you know, maybe I'll go down to three days versus five days. But really, other than that, I'm doing real estate even at work, be it the paperwork side. And then I'm doing my own fun stuff after hours. And that's still real estate. So I don't really have to love or I don't really have to give up something I love. And also, I was going to say, I'm an empty nester now. All my kids are grown up. They're moved on. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to sit home and what? Clean my house? How many times? Mm. right so no it doesn't bother me and now especially with the course that I've come up with the no money down academy it is just I'm just having time of my life I'm just oh, but that was my that was so my much. question wouldn't it be better to spend more time you know coaching and maybe mentoring other people rather than actually being a law clerk that's my question because you can make a lot of money from coaching too because a lot of people would want to learn and you can mentor people um, and, you know, make more millionaires and rather than actually focusing on the nine to five. That's that's the question. Well, you know what? I only started the coaching and the online um, course that only came about three months ago. Hmm. I'm not saying it will not change. Let's say, you know, I launched on 26th of November. I wanted to give it a year. I want to give it this whole year to see how it's going. Like I've got coaching clients as well. I've got a lot of students in the academy as well. So the academy part, it's not that bad because I don't really have to be personally involved with everybody, even though I do give them a one-on-one strategy session as well with me for now, because I just want to grow it. I want to create momentum, right? Hmm. And out of that, I do believe I've got like four coaching students as well, which I do charge a lot more than the online um, course is uh, made for. But really, it's it's an ongoing process. And when I do get to a point where I feel like, oh, my God, I need to have like, you know, extend that five to nine into a three to nine kind of thing. I'm sure I will have no problem changing because it's a lot less time for a lot more value I'm providing out Mm -hmm. to the world. Right. Okay, wonderful. So let's do a quick recap on, on what we've discussed so far. So you're saying the first thing that we need to do is, and I think this came through quite clearly from, from the Friday feature segment, make the decision that if property is where you want to go, that this is what you're going to do. And, you know, that's the decision you need to make. Everything else, bad credit, no money, this and that is just excuses. So once you've made that decision that you're going to go into property and you're going to do property deals, the next step is, to you know to work out okay where you are at the moment so you need to um see you know if you're not in a position to get finance if you're not positioned to get another mortgage if you're not in a position to uh, or have the money to be able to put the down payment then you're looking for jv so then you do two things simultaneously 
one hand, you look at deals, which we discussed was, you know, looking through yours was um, realset.ca. Realtor.ca. Yeah. And that's for Canada. And for UK, um, I don't know for people people listening abroad, I have no idea where, but you, I'm sure there's you know you know property websites for you too. In the UK, we have something like Brightmove uh, and also Zoopla and amongst others. Um, so you know, look for those specific areas that you're looking at. And maybe when you're starting off, you're starting with a smaller property. You started with a smaller property in a, in a, in a smaller city. Why not? Um, it, it requires less finance, and therefore it's probably easier to do. And once you have that success under your belt it's easier to build success upon a success upon success. So look for those uh, three or four property deals and then see if you can actually, even if they're not no money down, if you can make it no money down, as you discussed, by either speaking and negotiating through seller finance, I don't know how that would work, but you know, through seller finance, or I don't think that would be allowed here in the UK. I think we have to uh, declare everything. But if that's not there, then through something else, such as, um, you know, getting a JV, a, somebody to partner with you. So they put the money and you bring the deal and you both share the profits 50-50, right? It, absolutely. Absolutely. There is no limit. <clears throat> you know, I, a lot of the questions I get right now are, oh, are you still buying properties in COVID or was this like 10 years ago? And I honestly have been buying properties for the last mm. 12 years. I, mean, I, I just bought two yeah. in the last five months. And mm. people don't believe that. And this is what I'm saying. Like your belief system has to change yeah. as well because everything that's out there is not fake. I have not put a single thing out on social media that is not accurate about me. Mm. I bought two properties. One I bought in September of last year, 100% financing. Mm. And I found my JV partner. What do you mean 100% fi- what do you mean, what do you mean 100% financing? Meaning no money down. Okay. Right. And then also the second one I did was it's an assignment. I did. I purchased a condo and I'm fixing it up right now, but without buying it. Hmm. So I don't know if you're familiar with assignments or not. So what happens is oh, I buy a property. Let's say I have a contract. So agreement of purchase. Oh, lease. Uh, OK. Option to purchase. So option. Sure. Sure. OK. Yes. OK. Similar. So what we do is I have an agreement now with some, let's say you're selling a property. Mm-hmm. I say, I'll buy your property. We write down the terms. We write down everything else. I gave you a deposit, not you, the lawyer, a deposit. And then from there, I know I got a good deal from you because you wanted to sell your mom's going into, and I'm just giving you the scenario. Uh, the mom was going into a nursing home. The son lives out in uh, U.S. somewhere, New Jersey. And um, so he just wanted to sell. He sold it once, but the deal fell through. The financing didn't come through. And I stepped in and I said, would you mind if I take a look? And he goes, no problem. So I did. And I gave him a bigger deposit because I want them to know I'm serious. Like, I'm not going to just take your offer and go sell it. So now I can go find somebody who will give me. So I bought this property for three fifteen. dollars Okay. Mm-hmm. And now look at the five, 55,000 versus 315, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just the confidence building again, mm-hmm. as you said so aptly. So now I can go out and I know I got this property 50,000 below market value. Mm-hmm. I can go and say to somebody, hey, I bought this for 315. Do you want to give me 335 and it's yours? Mm-hmm. And I just assign the contract. So is that option to lease? Yeah, option to purchase. Yeah, so yeah, basically you? option to purchase. Okay. And then you okay. can sell the option. You can sell that option to purchase. Perfect. Else. Yeah. Perfect. So then I would have just made myself $20,000, move on, and that person can close the deal. I didn't have to close. I didn't have to do anything. I get the deposit I paid when the deal closes. But in my case, what I did was I chose to just do a little bit of fix up in there because the mom had been living there for like 40 years. 
So it could use a little paint job and the flooring and stuff. So I decided to spend a few thousand dollars. I've spent about 20,000 right now. And there's another property that listed in the building for 475, similar to my condo. Hmm. So now all of a sudden my mind is thinking, shesh, 315, yes, I've spent 20, maybe there's another 10 to go. So let's even say my cost is 350. Now I've got that 475 mark. Hmm. So I'm hoping and praying that property sells about 475. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so this has been a fascinating conversation. I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you so much for for you know sharing your wisdom with us. Sada, do you have any parting comments for us? Go out and try it. Until you try it, you don't know what you're missing out on. Seriously. And you don't know what you can make. Because until you ask, you don't even know if you can do it or not. If I did not ask this person, hey, I'll buy your property. Can you give me four months to buy? And I'll give you a deposit. I'm going to fix it up. I'm going to assign it. Would I have known when you go for it? If you ask a normal person, I promise you 99% of the people out of 100 people you ask will say, oh, it can't be done. Oh, it can't be done. That's where I say, do not listen to the naysayers. Mm. Just focus on what you want and you will get there. Just focus on what you want. Doesn't matter. Like It's like, you know, just keep on repeating. That's what I want. And that's what you're going to attract. Not the 99 people who are saying, no, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do this. No one's going to give you a mortgage. As a single mom, for me to own 18 properties at one time, if I really think about it logically and take out everything else, no one would believe me. No. And right? on a low, on a low clerk salary. So that's exactly. And honestly, go. when my husband left me, I was making $15 an hour. Mm. That's peanuts. Mm. And to raise three kids and to have a house over my head, pay the mortgage, pay for my car, all of that. How many people would believe I owned 18 properties at one time? Not to say I've gone through many more and bought and sold Mm. and done assignments and been part of other deals where I've lent my money in. Nobody would believe that. Yeah. I would not believe that if I was on the other (laughs) side. She's 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 bullshitting or something But I'm living it. And this is why I'm saying like, it's so possible, guys. You just have to think it's possible. Exactly. If you, as, as Henry Ford said, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Right? Yeah. You're right. You're always right. Thank you so much for being such an amazing guest as always. I loved, loved, loved speaking to you, my lovely. I think we need to have Salvana back for sure on another episode for Money Talkies. We'll have her back and get some more wisdom, you know, nuggets of gold and wisdom from her. And uh, so thank you so much, Sadna. And until the next time we ask you, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. For those listening, we will have Sadna's links to her course, to her site, to see where you can find Sadna all over again. Do you want to mention the the, the website quickly before Mm. we... Okay. It's called Single Mom Millionaire because I always say my name is so hard to spell out. Somebody will miss an A in there somewhere. So it's www.singlemommillionaire.com. And the academy, which the course I've got online course, it is www.thenomoneydownacademy.com. Wonderful. And these links will be both on the show notes if you're listening to this on the podcast and on the description if you're watching this on the YouTube uh, YouTube channel. Well, until the next time with me, I will be back with another amazing guest sharing their wisdom and telling us how we can become millionaires by changing our mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.
If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.